Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I have a good old friend of mine from high school who uh, I became close with through the Snowball program, Operation Snowball, which she's still involved with to this day. Um, how was it? How was it this year? It was wonderful. Oh, great. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but she just graduated from Chicago State University with her degree in therapeutic recreation. And uh, she's already got a job in her field. Congrats to you. Thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what she does and why she does it. So, Mackenzie Freund, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you today? I'm wonderful. Yeah, I'm just wonderful. It's mm. a good day. But how were your holidays? Crazy. Oh, yeah. We have to split between four places over two days. Yeah. Five, technically, actually. Sounds like a lot of driving. <laughs> Perks of divorced parents. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, uh, I, you told me when you came here that you uh, slept a ton yesterday. Yeah, it was... I think it's just like the post-holiday thing where... You're just exhausted as it is, yeah, and yeah. next thing you know, you're just sleeping away the days. Yeah, definitely are. Yeah, yesterday we went up to Lake Geneva uh, to celebrate Hanukkah. Um, and, yeah, I, I took a nap during the party. Uh, <laughs> for, like, two hours I was just out cold. <laughs> and even if, like, I drink all the coffee that I can throughout the day, like, I'm still, like, you know... I just get so burnt out, just emotionally and mentally, and mm -hmm. you know, I I'm not I'm just I don't have energy for all the family games and stuff like that. I so we end our Christmas every year at my aunt's house, and we do white elephant, and we usually do like you, you know the game left right center. Uh no actually. So it's a it's a fun gambling game mm -hmm. um you have three dollars or three scratch offs depending on what you want to do and you have to roll the dice and each dice has an l and r and a c and then some mm -hmm. dots and whatever you roll you either pass it to the left pass it to the right put it in the center or you keep it if you have a dot mm, i see and we usually end every gathering with that but we didn't this time and i was so happy because i don't know what it was i was just exhausted wow damn <laughs> <laughs> everybody left after white elephant so oh, i was like nice. okay cool Sure. Our game is usually Scategories. Mm. We play a ton of Scategories. Ooh. But we didn't play it this year, strangely enough. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, everybody was tired. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we didn't even have, like, much of, like, a, uh, <clears throat> like, a solid family plan this year. Like, we went to my uncle's on Christmas Eve mm -hmm. and had, you know, it's like a, so my dad's side is Norwegian, and it's our, like, tradition, it's like a Norwegian tradition to eat lutefisk uh, on Christmas. And so we did that at on Christmas Eve, and, you know, like, everyone makes such a big deal out of it because lutefisk is, like, so nasty. It's like this gelatinous, <laughs> like, fish, you know? Um... But, you know, I, I eat it. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so, like, we did that. Uh, 
but then like you know we we were there for a couple hours and we didn't even do anything on christmas day it was like 60 degrees out so my mom and i walked on isaac walton for like two hours and then we came home and watched a movie and had chinese food you know jewish tradition uh shout out interfaith parents <laughs> and uh yeah, that was that was our holiday really. Like it wasn't anything extravagant. Like we just yeah. kind of wanted to like spend time like inwardly mm -hmm. mostly, you know. Yeah. And I mean that's how we are cuz like so my sister just had a baby in August. Congrats, Danny. <laughs> so we I mean obviously it's the first Christmas with her because she's what four and a half months old. Yeah. We all were just like all over her and that's all we wanted to do was just like be with the baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, first grandkid, first niece, first great niece, right, yeah. first everything with that kid. Yeah, you're an aunt. I'm an aunt. Auntie Mac. Ugh, so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Well, she's perfect. That's wonderful. What's her name? Sunny Grace. Shout out, Sunny Grace. <laughs> Four and a half months. Keep it up. Hell yeah, girl. Uh, well, that's really beautiful, though. Uh, very, very wonderful. Um, <clears throat> so, congrats to you and your family. Mm. You're welcome. So, <laughs> what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And, uh, trying to think when we first met. I think we first met when uh, I was dating Katie Sinwalski when I was 15. <laughs> Shout out to Katie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and, um... That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that was about 10 years ago. Like, or yes. nine years, nine or ten, like, shit. <laughs> like, that was, that was crazy. Like, so long. that was when I was still uh, wearing Axe. I was still wearing, uh, everybody was yeah, wearing yeah. <laughs> I was still wearing my uh, Tell Your Girl to Stop Paging Me shirt that I got from Zoomies and I wore it like every Zoomies. week. Because I, okay, I got that shirt in seventh grade because like, I thought it was super cool and I wanted to like, you know, improve my fashion game so that, like, I was, like, cooler and that, like... Yeah, those graphic tees. Right, the graphic tees, right. Skater boy shit. Even <laughs> though I didn't even skate. And I got that shirt and, uh, yeah, I wore it all the time because, like, the girl that I had a crush on in seventh grade complimented me on it. So I thought that, like, it was my calling to... That that was what that was going to... That you gonna, would wear it and that yeah. she would with you? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's how I... How I got the girl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, so it's been a long time. Uh, we became a lot closer when I was a sophomore and when you were a junior. Um, we would we went to Dairy Queen one time. That, that was cute. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I got even closer to you. I, I remember these things pretty well, actually. Yeah. Um, and then I we got even closer. Uh because we did snowball together. Um, yeah, so like, so snowball, for those that don't know, is a program. It's like, it's drug prevention, but it's like so much more than that. It's about like having, helping like young people that are like, you know, basically teenagers that uh, are like struggling. struggling or just, you know, have a difficult time opening up, like helping them being, be in a safe space to talk about their feelings, make new friends, meet people they never would have connected with otherwise, and just, like, basically feel like like at one big family. Feel like, mm -hmm. helping people feel less alone and be uh, and feel like they're a part of something for a weekend retreat over at K 
Camp Manitoba over in uh, <laughs> over in Frankfurt. And uh, and I did it three years. I know you did it all four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you also do like Snowflake and stuff like that? I did. So I started in seventh grade with Snowflake because when Snowflurry was starting when I was in sixth grade, for some reason. I was told it was only for fifth graders. Mm, yeah, right. Um, so I didn't go to Snow Flurry until I was in high school and I was on staff for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seventh grade, 2008 was my first snow event. Uh, yeah, right. Wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know there's like an adult snowflake or, or snowball, it's called Blizzard. <laughs> like I legit looked this up. It's true. It is true. Um yeah, um yeah, I fun fact I actually I did snow flurry when I was in fifth grade. I think it was actually their first year doing it. It was. Yeah. Uh but I never did snowflake. Um I don't think I liked snow flurry enough to like want to do it again. But then, like, everyone's like, no, you gotta do Snowball. Like, it's amazing. You have to. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, seriously, you have to go. <laughs> so, I... Well, because was I feel like, wasn't Katie the one that got you to do it? Yeah, Katie definitely, like... Because it was so meaningful to her. Um, you know, it was a big part of her life. So, she kind of, like, convinced me that it was something that, like, I would really enjoy. So, I did it my sophomore year. Um, and... It was really important that I did it at that time because mm-hmm. I remember, like, that was, like, one of the worst periods of my life was when I was, like, 15. Like, mm-hmm. I was really, really depressed. I was having a really hard time, like, with my friends. I was, like, going through a lot of emotional problems. Like, stuff that I wouldn't realize, like, would affect me on a long-term basis. Like, yeah. well into my adulthood. Um, but it was important that I went because I needed that. Yeah. Um... And so I did it the next two years in high school, did small group leader, senior year. Um, and that was, like, that was probably the, the like, I think that junior year was probably the most fun snowball. But senior year was probably the most impactful because, like, that was the year when, like, there was a lot of loss going around in our community. Mm. And, like, people really needed that. That was the worst year of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, because you're... Yeah, oh yeah, that was the worst year. Yeah. Because literally everything happened in the first month of school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and particularly in the snowball community, that was when our snowball ambassador, Brian Gannon, passed away. Uh, Rest in peace to Brian and his family. Uh, Condolences. And, um, yeah, like, it was something that no one, whether they were at snowball or not... Uh, could, no one could have predicted that. Yeah, no one could. August. No, or and also no one could, no one could like, you know, get away from it either because there were so many different like, there were losses from a lot of different communities. Um, that was wild. That was a really horrible, horrible was, period of time. <laughs> Literally, like snowball comes at the best time, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. it's almost sad to say that because like, and like. I've lived it every year. Like, every year, Snowball... Because Snowball's always the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I know that. Mm-hmm. But then every year I get to Snowball, and I was like, I need it this weekend. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know I'm there for t- for the participants, but, like, that's exactly why I need it. Because yeah. I get to watch them have the best weekend of their right. life, and that makes me feel so much better. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Like, you're right about <laughs> the right time of year. Because 
this is a really hard time of year for a lot of people. Yeah. Not only, like, in terms of, like, their family and stuff like that, you know, people have issues with, you know, their their family and their home life, but also, like, just seasonally, like, people go through a lot of, like, emotional troubles or, like, domestic difficulties, like, this time of year, like, as it gets cold out. And, uh, yeah, like... I think it's perfectly timed, like, being around mm-hmm. the holidays, because, like, you know, I think that this time of year, people, this, like, whether they're young or old, like, people feel a lo- very lonely this time oh, yeah. of year, for sure. Um, and it's a great, like, having Snowball was always, like, it was so refreshing, like, you know, this... <laughs> Feeling so much closer to people I never thought I would even have a conversation with, you know? Yeah. Or just feeling even more, like, enriched in my relationships that I already did have. But it's like, wow, I never knew this about that person. Or I was never this close with somebody. I never knew this about them. And now I related to them in a way I never felt. Yeah. Like, that, our staff retreat we had uh, my senior year was, like, one of the, like, the best nights of my life, I think. Like, the one we did at the Flossmore Community Church. Mm-hmm. Where it's like we had a sleepover with all the small group leaders. They ate a bunch of junk food and just cuddled with each other. That was a great... The big cuddle balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great-ass night. Love that shit. Ah, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so how is it, like, being as, like, you've been, like, support staff and whatnot at, since you've uh, been out of high school... Um, how was, like, you, how was your perspective of the program, like, evolved as you've, like, (laughs) kind of, like, seen it more out from the outside, like, not being a student anymore, but still participating in it? Like, how is, like, every time you come back to it, like, how is, how have you looked at the program differently? So, this last year was my 11th snowball. Jesus Christ. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year that I was actually an adult small group leader. Oh, my nice. So, like, I came into this weekend only knowing what me and my counterpart planned. Like, I had no idea what the large group speakers were going to be talking about. I had no idea what support staff was going to do. So, like, I was very out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, like... There were times when I wanted to call Mary-Kate and be like, what are you guys doing? Like, tell me about it, because I, this is the first year that I haven't known what support staff was doing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't taking photos with Gus this year. Like, it was a whole new, like, transition year with me. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, I got there, and I was, like, Riley and I were talking, we're, like, we're practicing boundaries, we're not going to step in, we're not going to help, like, we're just going to practice boundaries, because with me being on the snowball board and her actually being in charge of the statewide program, we were just like, we need to take a step back Mm -hmm. and let it run how it's going to run. And if something falters, we're going to let, like, like we're going to let the adult directors take care of it. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to step in. Mm -hmm. Um, So we stepped in when appropriate, like whenever there was a, a, a small group leader that needed help or something. But this was the first year that like, I really got to take a step back and enjoy the program and not really have to staff it. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds really weird as a small group leader, but like my counterpart was amazing. Nice. And like I would check in with him and be like, "How am I doing? How are you doing? What can we do different?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't know. Like this is like just going so smoothly." I was like, "I love that." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Right. It's like this was the first year that I really got to like sit back and enjoy and like really watch the participants mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. Yeah. You're kind of just like being you're just observe doing a lot of observing. Yeah. You know, right. Like you didn't have to steadily watching from afar yeah, while you, they ride the pony on ri- the tarmac. Oh my god, <laughs> riding the pony. I miss the pony. Yeah, that's that's got to be really like rewarding that like you achieved that the like the the opportunity to be like to just observe and yeah. let things sort of like you know uh, you know go and transfi and, and transpire as they do as they do because um, that puts a lot of less pressure on you yeah because you've done so much of that like being like you know in basically every role like somebody could <laughs> I've done program. so many things in so many roles in this program mm-hmm. and I mean just like how you said that senior year was the most impactful like like this was the most impactful snowball because I got I got to be with the with even just my small group like Mm -hmm. i got to be with them for so much of the weekend yeah and it was just like it was just that much more impactful Mm -hmm. the snowball for me nice that's beautiful (laughs) who uh yeah who still does it from like our time i know marley still does it doesn't she no oh damn marley i think two years ago was her last oh okay sure um yeah so really the only one from your grade i think that does it is Katie? Oh sure, yeah. I mean JoJo, RJ, Leah—they're still doing it. But R- like, Riley, obviously, still. Well, yeah, me, Riley, and Alicia are the only ones from our mm-hmm. grade, and then Simone and Brandon. Oh wow! Damn. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn! It's like an elimination round. It like, is. Who does it like <laughs> the strongest day? <laughs> yeah. Who's the most long-running person? Oh, Cindy Azo. Oh, Cindy so bad. Azo. Yes. Shout out to all those people. Shout out to everyone that still does snowball. Yeah. Who's the longest running person who's done it, like, longest? Comstock. Well, yeah. But he... <laughs> well, duh. God, I wanted to have him on the show, but he never responded to my message. Bob? Bob! Bob! <laughs> Come on, Bob. <laughs> do miss Comstock a lot. Uh, best, yeah. Um, he uh, gets... More and more Comstock each year. I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, his when he comments on my posts. Like, yeah, he's retained a lot of just his like zany goofiness, but also like 100. But yeah, like I mean, I think that Snowball has always needed like almost like it's almost like a father figure of sorts. Like he's like the the wise one. Um, he's kind of taken over the Godfather role. Yeah, after yeah. John left. Right. Yeah. He's like the yeah. He's like the Don. Of Snowball, pretty much. But I think that Snowball, like, he embodies what the program is. Like, oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, I obviously had him in broadcasting when he was still a teacher. But um, but even beyond just, like, broadcasting, it did not matter what kind of a student you were or if you were even one of his students. Dude, like, made you feel, like, so... He welcomed made, I and, he made you feel wanted yeah he made he appreciate he just had such a love and passion for the students and for people that are just young that may feel like misunderstood or be anxious or feel like they don't fit in he always made you feel like you were a part of something yeah. no matter what kind of student you were and uh, like 
that is a trait that I wish a lot of others teachers did have. I get that not everyone is always capable of, of you know, yeah. that magnitude of it, but that is what made, has made him so valuable. Yeah. But know? even, like, having a fraction of it, which is, like, I aspire to be Bomb Copstonk in the mm. way that he cares. Yeah. Like, mm. he's just everything that I want to be as, as a support, as a person in Snowball. Like, I aspire to have a fraction of what he gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He agreed. Like... I still think about him, like, all the time, like, in terms of, like, applying, like, my personality and, like, my expertise to, like, what I do, like, mm-hmm. doing this show or just being comfortable, being myself. Like, I think about him all the time. And, like, he has always, like, encouraged me to, like, even before, like, I know many of the people I know now, like, in Milwaukee, like, Comstock was always, like, he was one of the earliest and biggest influences to this day. Um, with, like, helping me come into that. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, so. Shout out to Comstock. Big shout out to, to Bob. Bob! <laughs> to, and McBeavy. And, Mc, and the cat. And shout out, <laughs> shout out McBeavy. Um, we actually saved a snowball cat this year. Did you? Yes. And by we, I mean Comstock. Oh, well. Um, there was this little, little tiny black kitten with a little patch of white on her oh chest. Oh, my God. And we got to Manitoba, and we just heard this little, we, like, I was there. He heard this, like, meow in some part of of the retreat center, like, outside mm-hmm. of it. And I remember walking into his little office, and I was like, what the hell are you doing? Because he's sitting there with this little tiny kitten on his chest, and he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, where did this cat come from? Uh, he goes, well, we just got her back from the vet. I was like, that didn't answer my question. Mm-hmm. Like... So, like, what has, what, like, even made you, like, come into contact with this cat? Yeah. yeah. And he had told me the story, and he's like, guess what her name is? And I was like, what? He goes, Snowball. Oh, my God. Okay. So. <laughs> it's almost like cat thing. Name something, name a cat with the word snow in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny, because it's a black cat with this little white, right, white right, patch yeah. on her chest. And I was like, can I guess why you why you're naming her Snowball? And he goes, well, do you have to, or can I just tell you? And I was like, we're going to have the same answer either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, well, we found her at Snowball, so that's her name. I was like, stop it. Oh, my God. Like, the most Comstock <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the one of the English teachers, who was the activities director, I think, um, took took her home. Because the mm-hmm. was like, I would do it, but McBeavy wouldn't like it. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh you know, homing cats with when there's already a cat there it can be a it can be a, a hit or miss for sure. Yeah. Um I know cuz I have two cats in Milwaukee and uh <laughs> they don't really uh, mesh well. Um but anyway, so last time I saw you was about probably two summers ago when I was home. Me, you, and uh, Idan uh, got drinks at last. <laughs> Shout out to Idan. Yeah, so when we uh, got together, like, you know, we caught up, and uh, you had told me you had uh, been in school at Chicago State, and... Um, I was fresh in school. Yeah, you were, like, just starting out over there yeah. um, after, you know, I know that you had a lot of, like, self-navigation uh, in the past. That's one way to put it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
but um, and you had decided you wanted to go into therapeutic recreation, mm-hmm. um, and I think you like kind of described like what that means. But for the sake of context, I would love to like give the floor to you to describe exactly like what that that field of work entails. So it's essentially so like. The best way that I can describe it to people in, like, my quick elevator pitch is it's using recreational activities to help people with disabilities learn how to stand on their own. Mm -hmm. So it's them learning how to rely more on themselves instead of their caretakers. Um, In some cases, it's um, just using different... Uh, interventions to help their body move better. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it's playing games for the sake of bettering someone else's life. Sure. Nice. Awesome. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What made you uh, decide like this was like what was for you? In a way, snowball really helped with that. Um, because I got to play games with people to better their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I knew I always wanted, like, a part of me always wanted to be a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's something that I've never been able to let go of. Because mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I just love talking to people with disabilities and working with them. And it's always just been so fun because they come up with all these stories about their lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're a wonderful human. Right. Like, you don't care. And they can perceive the world in such a unique way. Yeah, and that opens such, um, like, such a new avenue of understanding the world mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, so then a couple years ago, when I was, I had left Easter and I was starting at Joliet Junior College kind of to figure out, like, this year, this academic year of finding out my life, I was talking to Danielle and I was like, well, I don't exactly know what to do. And she's like, well, what about rec therapy? And I was like... I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, email my boss, see if you can shout out my friend. I went out to South Bend, stayed the night at my sister's the next day, I went and shadowed her friend and the people that we were working with and all these different experiences. I, I remember the, I think the third or fourth person that, that we were seeing, we were sitting there, I was watching him do a puzzle and I was like, like, instantly, like, right there, I was like, I cannot see myself doing anything, like, other than this. That's awesome. So, I contacted Chicago State and St. Francis, because I was living out in Joliet, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and my grandmother, (laughs) shout out to Elaine, um, (laughs) my grandmother and I went to Chicago State, and I met my teacher, and... It was like like from there I was like like this is where I need to be like mm-hmm. this is the best place for me, and I got so many experiences there. Oh. <laughs> so, so uh, like what does your curriculum look like? Uh, like what like what are some courses that you take when you do that? So, my actual degree is bachelor's in science and recreation mm-hmm. in the College of Education. Sure. Um, so I had to take. Uh, seniors, a class about seniors and recreation. Um, what else did I have to do? Facility design, some like other general recreation courses, and then for my actual like major for my certification, I had to take anything with therapeutic rec in the name. Nice. 
Um, and one of them, so like overview of disabilities, um, administration of therapeutic recreation services. I had to do a research course, my internship. I had to make my portfolio, which I did after my internship, which is mm -hmm. so weird. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, sure. Um, what was your internship? I was working in Calumet City with New Star Rec Services, and we, I was essentially, okay, so I actually kind of did it split. Like, I was primarily with, with New Star, and then a couple days a week I would go to Christ Hospital mm -hmm. to get kind of more of a clinical side of it. Um, so most of the time I was helping to run day camp and doing Friday night socials and helping to plan out different events. And then when I was at the hospital, me and one of my friends, well, now she's one of my friends, um, we were taking people from the rehab floor out into the community to help them reintegrate in, uh, like after long hospital stays. Sure, yeah. In terms of like recreational activities, like what are some examples of like things that, you know, uh, folks with disabilities, like that you've helped like adapt into, like what are some examples? So, over the summer with New Star, with our day camp, we would take them to different places. So one of them, we went to Fair Oaks Farm in Indiana. Um, we, I think my favorite was going to the Museum of Science and Industry. Hmm. Um, still so dope. Still even as so an, dope. Even as an adult, like, it's still awesome. Um, we take them downtown. So it's really, with rec therapy... A lot of it, depending on where you are, is helping. So, like with New Star, a lot of what we did was helping them learn social cues mm -hmm. and um, kind of help them like get a hold of their sensory sensitivities in some sorts. So, like one of our kids from the summer, um, my friend Candace was working with him, and we went downtown one day and there was some orchestra, like, whatever the concert was that night, they were rehearsing, and he started having this, like, meltdown because it was so much, like, there was people, there was the music, it was sunny outside, it was hot, and he was, like, on sensory overload. Mm -hmm. So Candace, something that he did, like, he was going like this, like, and that's his sign for, like, he needed pressure. So Candace was, like, putting pressure on his head and on his shoulders to kind of help calm him down. Um... And he, it was kind of, like, that was a good thing for him. Because, like, he had taken the train that day. And mm -hmm. he was downtown without his parents. So it was sensory overload. But he was, he kind of figured out, like, like I need this. And he was showing us what he needed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is mutually beneficial yeah. for everyone. Yeah, totally, for sure. It's like having, like, a safe word almost. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, and you just graduated, like. Like, literally two, a week ago. Yeah. Congrats. It's awesome. Um, so, uh, what was, like, did you have, like, a like a senior, like, project or anything that, like, you had to do, like, to kind of before you went out into the world with this? So, my internship always, like, we need an internship project. And I, I, I did a lot of stuff for my internship because I, I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to figure it out. Um, and... What I ended up doing was, with New Star, I, like, 
redone all of our forms because they were outdated and so I'd redone all those and then um, I made a brochure because we had started a new co-op with Maywood Broadview mm-hmm. so I made their fall brochure so for two weeks I was working on this 14 page brochure and trying to get a hold of people at Maywood Broadview and see where we wanted to put these programs where like which park district wanted to run them so that was kind of like my internship project. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then at Christ, we, me and Aya, who was a student in Michigan, we redid their um, informational brochure for like the people that chose to come out with us each week. They get a brochure with like, here's what we do, here's why we do it, here's where we go, mm-hmm. um, and here's contact information for any sure. questions. Yeah. Um, so we'd redone that brochure because that um, we we make things better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we take things and that are already good and we make them even more good. Yes. Nice. Oh, hey, that's a good. Uh, good mindset uh, with everything you do there. Mm-hmm. It was a a long and exhausting summer, but it was a good one. Mm-hmm. So you got a job right out. Got a job right out. I have to wait. Cause, so Indiana is strict with their um, their practices. So I have to have my CTRS. And I'm just waiting for one of my grades to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that. That's the I fucking worst. I hate that. Yeah. Like, my teacher turned in the stuff the Monday before graduation, like mm-hmm. she was supposed to, and it's still not yeah. changed. I think I remember, yeah, I had to wait, like, four days after I graduated for my, uh, <clears throat> for my final grades in, and uh, let me tell you, it is some agonizing, uh-huh. like, wait period, like, because yeah. it's like, wow, what if I, you know, what if I walked for fucking nothing, you Yeah, know? that's exactly <laughs> like, how I felt, yeah. and I got my grades, and I got 1A and 3Bs, and I'm actually very surprised, Yeah, because I was just shooting for Cs, because, you know, Cs get degrees. Oh, I got so many Cs in the year. <laughs> I got, like, five Cs, like, over the the whole year. Yeah. Well, and, like, the class I was most concerned with was anatomy, because I suck at science. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had two teachers for the course that, like, didn't talk to each other, and it was, like, the worst thing ever, because me and my, like, my classmates were like, well, what's our test grade? Like, they're not updating it in Moodle. And I, I asked my teacher, like, I emailed him, I was like, okay, like, I seriously need to know what grade I'm getting. Because, yeah. like, I'm supposed to graduate in two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know. Right. On the day of his final, um, he went to give me my test, and he leans over, and he goes, come see me when you turn in your exam. And I was like, fuck. Shit! <laughs> I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. Either I got an A or I failed it. Yeah. Fuck. So what's going on? <laughs> that would that is like that's was, literally that's the equivalent of getting a text from like a significant other saying we, we need, need to, to talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah. Not even just significant right, other. Yeah. Like like from Ed like like from your best friend like I've gotten texts from Riley and she's like, Are you free? She's like, Are you free to talk? And I was like and I literally spent a <laughs> my response always is, I didn't do anything. Right. Like certain palpitations from something like that. And she's like, No, it's not bad. I was like, oh, okay then. You're yeah. either gonna get you're either gonna get the best life changing news or you fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's, it, there's no in-between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's the worst. And I, and he's like, oh, well, he's like, you probably should have gotten a D, but then this is this, and this is this, and then I'm, I'm curving it, so really, you got a, a C, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that works, um, I guess. Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up getting a B in the course, and I was like, I was talking to my grandmother before, and I was like, as long as I get a C, I'm fine. Like, I just need right. a C. Yeah. And I got a B, and I was like, plus. Nice. Um, Hell yeah. But then I had, um, I had turned in work for another class that I took last fall, um, because me being a horrible student, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I turned it in. Um, Sunday the 15th, I think, whatever that date was, last week. Yeah. Um, and she emailed me the next day, and she's like, well, like, I'm changing a grade to an 8, because I turned in everything that I needed. But Chicago State hasn't processed that paperwork. Oh, wow. And so I, I'm waiting for them to do that so I can officially be graduated. Um, they're just dumb. Time. And, like, it's winter break. I know that, but I'm right. freaking out. But, right, but they, they, don't take, <laughs> they don't take into consideration, like, the... The, the fact um, that I have to send my transcripts right, to get my certification. The, right, the, the impending doom from lack of closure that so many yeah. students struggle with because Me. of that. Yep. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm glad I'm not in school anymore because I'm just so I'm I, so done with. I remember that was like one of like the biggest weights off the shoulders is like this the the waiting period between like like doing something and seeing how you did on it. Yes. Um, and that was also my research class. I had to write a research paper, and you know, when I was a journalism student, I forgot how to write real papers. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and I was talking about that to, to one of my teachers, and he was like, well, you've written papers for us in the past. I was like, no, those were opinion papers. Those weren't right. research papers. Yeah. Like, that, like... <laughs> after my, yeah, after, after <laughs> my, I started studying journalism, my papers started getting a lot shorter. Yes. Because you learn how to say more with less. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I so I had to retake my English placement test, and the first time I took it, I got a five out of eight, so I was, like, supposed to take a writing class, because I didn't know how to write. Like, I had just gone into this, like, like as a journalism student for two years, writing like, very direct sentences, and so I didn't mm -hmm. know how to fluff up my papers anymore. Yeah, right. I, and honestly, <laughs> that's just so stupid. I hated, like, the the papers where they had to be a certain length. But it's like, sometimes you can just make that exact same point yeah. just without a bunch of fucking filler. Yes, and so my placement test, when I retook it, I got a 7, which was perfect. Like, I, I tested out of it. Yeah. And my research paper, like, I was talking, because my teacher never set a page limit, which freaks me out. Because I'm a kind the kind of person who likes direction and like clear like clear directions. Mm -hmm. um, so not having a page length was like completely messing with me. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to my friend Zoe, I was like, "How long was your paper?" She's like, "It was seven pages." My friend Leo texted me, who was in the class with me at the time, and he's like, "Well, how long is your paper?" I was like, "I don't know. I haven't started writing it yet." And he's like, "You know, it's due tomorrow." I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you be like that. Yeah. I was like, how long is your paper? He goes, oh, I'm at 15 pages. And I was like, you're at what? Yeah, fuck that. Um, my, pa my paper ended up being like six pages, yeah. which is fine. And right. that, like, that was just a paper. Like It wasn't the bibliography. and Because we had to have the bibliography and a cover page and the abstract yeah. and questions. I was like, well, I'm not going to waste an entire page on two questions. Mm -hmm. So I put it at the end of my abstract. And 
then Leo's texting me like a week later and he's like, I need to resubmit my paper. Where did you put your questions? I was like, did you do an abstract? Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah. I was like, that's where I put mine. Yeah. Damn. Well, hey, if you can, you know, like sometimes it's like you can write a great paper without meeting those like length requirements. And yeah. I think I wish that's something that teachers embraced, you know, some do, some not as much. Yeah. And she... She was one of those teachers that, like, she's talking to us, and she's like, I don't care how long your paper is as long as your point is clear. There you go. And right? Was, That's the way it should yes. be. And I was just like, but, like, like, what's the average page length? Like, at least tell me that. And she's like, no, just write what you need. I was like, no. And finally she's like, fine, then use three sources. I was like, okay, cool, I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need some sort of, like, a direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So what's your job... So I'm going to be doing one-on-one -on -one therapy in mm -hmm. Indiana. Nice. Um, I'm still going to be with New Star. I'm going to transfer over to the Indiana side, um, which is ultimately what I wanted. Because um, as much as I loved working with NSRS, I'm not big on the group therapy mm -hmm. because I always felt like one person wasn't getting attention and one person yeah. was getting too much attention. Right. And they're all flocking to me because I'm technically in charge. You have to I don't know how I ended up being in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like staff is asking me questions and they're all talking to me and I was like, I don't know what to say to any of you. Um, because mm -hmm. again, and like I obviously that's just in my head. Like I ended up telling them what, because I knew what I was supposed to tell them, but I was like, why am I the scapegoat? Because mm -hmm. I was technically in charge. <laughs> um, but like yeah. the the big group stuff like that like I like I want to do the one-on-one -on -one therapy and I want like yeah like I prefer and I kind of crave the one-on-one -on -one connection that I make with mm -hmm. people um because I also don't do well in groups yeah I don't I don't <laughs> myself really either like it's hard when you want to give your undivided attention to everybody but with so many different voices in their room like yeah it can be overstimulating yeah and like that feels so weird because, like, I was a small group leader and, like, I did, I, I think I did really well in that. Um, but I think, like, it's different being, a, like, a small group leader for Snowball and being the leader of a group with 12, 15 people with disabilities because then one, one of my clients is getting mad because I'm not paying enough attention and the other one, I need to make, like, we need to make sure that her food is cut up so she doesn't <coughs> choke and... <coughs> other ones are like just clinging to me because that's his personality and i'm like i yep. can't like i can't be in several different places at once right, yeah um yeah. so i'm really excited about my next step that's exciting wonderful i'm happy that you had like such an optimal experience from snowball in the sense of you know wanting to be there for folks yeah and that eventually set you on this path of, you know, not only helping people, but finding your specific area of focus, like the focal point of like, well, I want to do like it in a recreational sense of like, you know, helping people with disabilities adapt into the world, uh, you know, doing, you know, leisurely activities and yeah. whatnot, but also like your focus within that focus, which is the one-on-one, -on -one, like being able to like, develop a close personal relationship with those people like that's yeah. you know that's awesome it sounds like you know you really did like have like um an impactful like almost like a domino effect of like a snowball effect a snowball effect <laughs> no pun intended 
Pun intended. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So as we close out, Mackenzie, uh, um, uh, it was wonderful to see you and talk to you and hear all about your experience with all this stuff. Uh, you're going to go really far with it. I know you will. You sound really excited even just talking about it. So, like, um, you know, that's a sign you're in the right place. Um, so as we close out, uh, I ask everyone the same questions as we close out. What keeps you up at night? Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> right, right. What are you watching? Um, rewatching Criminal Minds. Oh my god. Criminal Minds. <laughs> I feel like that reminds me of like what my crushes used to watch like in high school or something. I don't know. It was it was the show back then. <laughs> I guess we so. all were obsessed with serial killers. Yeah, right. It was a personality trait. Really though. At one point, still is for some people. Strangely enough, um, <laughs> what uh, puts you to sleep though? Um, I think just like the realization that I'm actually happy for once. God, that's beautiful. You deserve that. So do you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm doing pretty well at that right now uh Good. so yeah thank you for being on the show this was great <laughs> it was great to talk to you um, it was great talking to you too yeah thank you for watching mr nice guy uh shout out rec therapy yeah uh you know that's um oh, it's a really cool field uh you know it's it's i think it speaks it also speaks to a cultural a culture of ableism that we don't mm -hmm. talk about enough that we take for granted um so you know i think that uh it hopefully will allow more accessibility yeah. in society. Like, you know, at that point, like, leaving what you're doing can, you know, help contribute to a societal change, it sounds like. Yeah, that's what that's what our goal is. Hell yeah, that's perfect. Well, that's we beautiful. try. Good, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.